Welcome, everyone. This is the first episode of our podcast for Cake and Batter. We are Cake and Batter Productions, and I'm Jake, and this is Cole. Why don't you go ahead, go ahead and say hello, Cole? Hello. So we are actually the faces of Cake and Batter, and we are now starting up a brand new podcast for uh, basically everyone who will see our movies, and hopefully this will take off. So... First of all, we're just going to, you know, kind of go over who we are since no one really knows who we are. Um, Cole, why don't you go ahead and start? Tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you like to do. All right. Well, my name is Cole. I am co-owner of Cake and Batter with Jake here. I am a director and screenwriter. I'm about to enter my fourth and final year of film, or what is it? It's uh, Cinema Arts and Sciences at Columbia College Chicago. I've written a couple short films in my time. I've written, uh, written. I've written a feature-length film. Um, More writers when wrote... say written. <laughs> yeah, right. This is this shows the quality of uh how we are when it comes to yeah uh, this is this is what to expect from now on from us to our wonderful grammar yeah, you, here you can we could write a good story but we but we can't talk well <laughs> <laughs> um i've worked on a lot of projects a lot of which are probably never gonna see the light of day mostly because they're all heaping piles of pee pee poo poo garbage <laughs> and uh but right now we're reading, we're reading, we're about to work on a pretty big film here in the next month or two, and hopefully this will be one of the best things that Cake and Batter has ever made. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that too. Me and Cole and I are actually uh, co-directing this, and we actually co-wrote it together. Um, we wrote in it, and... Oh yeah, we were wrote in the shit out of it. So I'm um, we're we're thinking that that's really gonna help us take off. Um, tell tell me a little bit about you. Tell us a little about your experiences of as a filmmaker. Even that you know, even though you know you say it's a, a lot of pee pee poo poo garbage. Uh, still let's let's still talk about it. Um, oh, want to yeah, hear no, all your embarrassing I'm... stories about this? Oh, you know it. <laughs> Yeah, so I started making movies at a relatively young age. I actually started making movies with um, my parents' old camcorder that recorded off of cassette tapes. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. And uh, I started by making really bad makeshift Lego animations where I would take all of my DVD and game cases and I would arrange them on my carpet as a racetrack, which I would then race my lego cars that i built myself around the track and i just did whatever the hell i wanted and then and then i started moving on to more live action stuff once i got into high school i took a couple digital recording classes as our school called them and uh that was kind of where i was kind of where i started getting the feel for it you know it's funny uh you know little lego racing videos like that we we think we're such nerds but i bet you that um the same people who watch this uh those they will be doing somewhat of the same thing and of course my phone just went off because i forgot to uh silence that um but anyway i'm sure that everyone uh 
watching and listening starts out just as embarrassing as you and me. Um, so I guess, uh, I guess I'll go now. I'm Jake, and like Cole said, you know, I'm, I'm co-owner with him for Cake and Batter. Uh, I go to the same school as him. I actually, uh, have one more semester left of, uh, Columbia College Chicago, and I'm doing the same thing as him, screenwriting and directing. Uh, that's actually how we met. We met in one of our, uh, writing classes. Uh, really transmedia, but no one seems to know what that is. Um, well, we, we usually, I call it cross media because like, yeah, it's, it's like between media, transmedia, but when you kind of look at it on paper, it doesn't really sound like that. So I call it, I've just been calling it cross media. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. It sounds better. But, uh, yeah, it sounds more like professional i guess yeah i'm not entirely sure but for those who don't know what cross media is cross media is when you tell a story between mediums right so if i if jake and i were to make a movie and we wanted to continue the story of the movie without having to make another movie we could write a comic book instead and that would be considered a cross media franchise right which means that if you want to get the whole story of what we were making it would be the movie and then you would have to read the comic book for it to all make sense and then in order for it to cross over into the territory of what uh we seem to be calling it now transmedia is you have to have at least three of those so like you know make a movie and then we make that comic book and then after that um maybe make a video game but the difference is it all has to be tying into the same story, and basically you have to have that information for the story to make sense, and that's what they're calling transmedia now. Anyway, that's how we met. Um, yep. So, anyway, um, yeah, I'm a screenwriter and director, just as him, uh, and... Before I actually met him, I had started Cake and Batter uh, up by myself, and um, I started that with uh, with a music video that I made. Um, I made that, oh, a couple years ago uh, called City Limits. It's on the Cake and Batter YouTube channel if anyone ever wants to check, check it out. Um, well, this is going on the YouTube channel, that, isn't it? That is true. So, they're, they're, so they'll just have to click off our video and then go click on the yeah thing. we can add a little banner at the top right so click at the top right Ooh. or in the description whatever we choose to do or if you're listening on itunes or like google play or some shit like that you can probably just i don't know look it or up or the podcast app because apparently itunes is being uh destroyed soon so keep up with the news they're, they're putting they're put they're putting it out to pasture yeah they're 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 putting uh it to sleep unfortunately taking it to a very nice farm where it can frolic and play with like the likes of rap city and nap <laughs> so i made that a couple years ago with city limits that was my that was my first venture for cake and batter and after that um i made uh, a short film with a friend of mine uh called the forgotten melody which is waiting for film festivals right now um we made that through cake and batter and really, that's that's the those are the only two projects that have been through Cake and Batter so far. Um, Cole and I are working on uh, our short film, soon to be filmed uh, in July, um, but that'll come out in Cake and Batter. So 
but before that, before Cake and Better, I did I did do a few short films. Um, I did a lot in high school. I took some classes in high school that required me to do some filmmaking work, and it was very embarrassing. Um, Cole has actually seen one of my PSAs for uh, anti marijuana back when I was in high school, and that was that was something else. Oh, I remember that. That was an experience. That really was. I, uh, For those of you who have never seen it, maybe one person has seen it because it did get a little bit of views on YouTube. It, I, put, I put a story of a guy smoking to the uh, music from Requiem for a Dream. Uh, but, I mean, it was pretty terrible other than that. Anyway, I did a short film. Uh, I did a short film in um, Chicago about a guy whose girlfriend gets kidnapped, and then I did another one, which is kind of like a, a wannabe David Lynch type thing, um, which was very stupid. But yeah, that's that's really my um, that's my experiences. Um, I like to make a lot of dramas and dialogue-ridden stuff. Uh, and it's funny because, uh, Cole here is actually the complete opposite. He does drama, but he likes a lot of comedy. Yeah, so, you know, you know how magnets work, right? Opposites attract. Well, we're like opposite genres, but we come together to make this hodgepodge of interesting content, to say the least. No kidding. We... We really, uh, we, we didn't know how well we'd work together, but it ended up working out pretty well. Um, since I like to, I like to focus a lot on dialogue for people who find that interesting. Not a lot of you out there, but I hope there's a lot of you watching out there that, that enjoy that type of stuff. Yeah, and I like to focus a lot more on scenarios and actions and how characters react to those scenarios. So, you know... We, we build off each other a lot when it comes to what we work on, specifically. Like, you know, if I have an idea that Jake doesn't like, then Jake builds off that idea, and then I build off what Jake does, and we eventually come to an agreement on what we make. And that, that really seems to be the, the best thing for us, too. So, what, uh, what kind of inspired you to write the stuff you do? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you like to watch, and what do you like to, um, you know, in terms of movies and TV, what kind of... Stuff do you like and inspired you? Oh uh, well, I guess a lot of stuff inspired me. I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of like just goofy, you know, like popcorn flick type stuff. I like watching, you know, a lot of people, a lot of like actual filmmakers consider like a lot of what the public likes to be kind of bad, and yeah, I can still see that, but I kind of enjoy it for what it is, and I I'm a big fan of big spectacles and stuff like that. But I guess really what really kind of inspired me to start making movies, um, it's a lot of things. Uh, mostly just the fact that I liked, I really liked being in front of the camera up until high school. And I think around like my junior, senior year, I decided that I didn't want to be in front of the camera anymore. And I really wanted to be behind the camera. And I've always enjoyed writing and stuff, but... Um, so it's been a little bit of that. There was an old YouTube series that I used to watch back in middle school, which as a kid I thought was the tits. 
And then by the time I kind of grew up and I started actually working on film myself, I realized that that show was kind of a, not as good as I remember, but (laughs) just, but just seeing, but just seeing like 10 or 15 people just hanging out and deciding to just make something and then just consistently making content for five years and just seeing like behind the scenes and their bloopers and stuff, seeing that they all wholeheartedly enjoyed what they made. You know, that was like, in my mind, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to, I want to do that. And I want to have fun doing it. And then I decided probably around the same time I decided I want to be behind the camera. I decided I want to write my own stuff too. So then I just kind of started taking screenwriting classes when I got to college. I, uh, it's, it's, it's funny how things work. Cause that's how it worked for you. But for me, I saw one movie and I knew instantaneously what I wanted to do. You know, I, I remember I was taken to the theater in eighth grade by my mother to see Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. And I knew right then and there. Uh, that that was a bad decision on her part. But also, I knew right then and there that I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to I wanted to write my own stuff and I wanted to direct my own stuff. I, and I wanted to be that perfectionist, you know. Um, and I think I think it's interesting how something so little can impact someone's life so much, like that. Um. But what what was what are your ins- inspirations for you know the stuff you write though? Like what do you like to watch and uh, stuff like that? Um, I think it's it's really just a lot of the stuff that I've kind of watched recently. Like um, I've been a big fan. I was a kind of a big fan of like Arrested Development for a while. Oh really? And I think. Yeah, and I think that kind of, and I haven't seen, I've seen everything up to like the newest season that uh, Netflix kind of took over because they did another season yeah. aside from that one weird one that was like kind of messed up and like the editing process and then they re-released it in a fixed version, but then they had a season after that and I haven't seen that one yet, but I liked Arrested Development. Um, I, I really liked this one movie with... Um, what's his name is like rain wilson or whatever it's called super it has ellen page in it and uh that movie was i really liked that movie that movie was awesome and uh i think that that inspired some of the stuff that i wrote back a couple years ago in my uh freshman sophomore year and then um what was another comedy show that i watched that kind of made me i watched a little bit of superstore and i liked that I've watched Archer. I've watched, uh, still kind of keep up on Bob's Burgers, but I don't really watch that a whole lot anymore. Um, I think recently though, for, um, for the movie that we're currently working on, I think one of the, one of the smaller inspirations for that short film was probably the Fargo TV show. Yeah. And I know you've been inspired by that ever since I showed you that. Yeah. That first episode, man, that first episode just... It blew my mind because I was just like, "Damn, that shit good." <laughs> <laughs> that that's definitely one of my favorite shows. Um, I know you're not a big fan of the second season, but I love the second season. Um, 
So you're, you're, you said earlier, you're like a big fan of the big spectacle and going to the theater and big mainstream movies, right? Um, I can, I can appreciate them for what they're trying to do. And I like watching them just because my family is not a big kind of movie family, you know, families that watch the kinds of movies that you and I would watch when we're in college but uh, they're big fans of like popcorn flicks and stuff like that. And I can enjoy them as a movie goer. But I can also, you know, criticize them as a filmmaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, see, I, I, uh, I, for the most part, I don't really like the big uh, mainstream movies anymore. And, may, and it's not to say that they're you know, I'm just a snob because I don't like that. It's just that I don't think many good ones are being made anymore. You know, I I see them and it's just, you know, it, it's very it's very disheartening to see that it's just made for a bunch of money cause, and you can tell. But um, the, I think the last real mainstream movie I liked was the newest John Wick movie. But that looked, that was really something. That was something. Um, but I can't get into superhero movies or any of that, or any of those big blockbusters or Godzilla or any of that. I'm not into that. I like, I like to go to the theater and support the smaller movies, you know? Yeah, I can understand that. I do, however, I really love, like, sometimes if you go to the right theater, the movie going experience can be, like, phenomenal. Yeah, I, uh, of course, I definitely agree there. And, like, there's a movie theater that I that I live by right now. I'm not in Chicago. I'm actually out of state right now for the summer. Um, but there's a theater that I live nearby where it's just, like, it is probably one of the nicest movie theaters I have been to in a while. Really? And yes. You, you, there is no ticket stands. You have to buy the tickets online. Or there's like two or three small little podiums that you can go up to to purchase the tickets in the theater. You pick your seats like an AMC, and then you go through this almost it's almost like a school cafeteria line kind of thing. Like it's kind of like ran up like that, but you can get pizza, pretzel rods, sticks, popcorn, whatever the fuck you want. Oop. Oh well. <laughs> but like. I realized that I probably shouldn't have said the uh, the F word, but I did anyways. Oh, well. But back to my but back to my story. You can get whatever you want, and you can get popcorn, and it's in like this big old box, and they scoop it out and they put it in your thing, and then you walk by like there's like you can get bottled drinks when you walk by, or you can get candy, and they're on little shelves and all that, and then you get to the end, you give them your ticket, you pay for your food, and then they you can get a cup and take it to one of those Coke freestyle machines, but you get into the theater. And you sit down, and the chairs are completely leather, and there's two buttons on the side. One lets you recline as far back as you want, and the other heats your seat. The other heats your seat? Yeah, your seat. It's heated heater seats in, seat. in your movie heated theater. Heated seats in the movie theater, yeah. Why? It's amazing. Is, is this like an expensive theater? No, it's the same price as any other movie oh ticket. My. You just gotta get. You just gotta get there in advance and get your seats. They are they are so nice, and that is like one of the best movie theaters that I have been to in a very long time. You see, that depresses me because I live in an area, and you know, I I don't live in Chicago other than just to go to school. You know, I live I live uh, across the border, and 
so the movie theater on the movie theaters are not kept up as nice as the city, and it's just so saddening because you go into the theater. Granted, I have to go to an AMC theater, but you go in and no one's there to even sell you a ticket. You know, the you have to wait in line forever. There's one person, and then if you're not paying in cash, you have to go to the little robot kiosk which i hate uh because it never works correctly and then when you go when you get your ticket uh half the time there's no one there to even rip your ticket to let you in and then when you finally get in you walk into the theater and you go to take your seat it's these disgusting ripped up metal sticking out of the cushions destroyed chairs made out of like not even not even good enough cloth to go in a cheap car, you know? Mm. It's just disgusting. And they don't clean it either. And then it's just it's just disheartening to hear that that, that that doesn't happen in other theaters because you would think that competition makes companies have a good rivalry. But yeah, the the theater that I have been going to recently, the one with the leather heated seats, that theater's been out for like a couple months. It's like it is brand new. It was not here during Christmas. It was not here last It's a brand summer. new theater or it's or it's a remodel. Oh, no, it's No, it's a brand new theater. Oh, okay. Uh, the theater that I used to go to has seats similar to yours yeah. where it's like that cheap car cloth seat that's about it. I mean, it just has the cheap car cloth seats. It's so There's sad like when you're paying like twenty three dollars to see a movie. You know? Oh my gosh, our IMAX back here is like twelve bucks to go see an IMAX movie. Yeah, like it's twenty three dollars for a regular for a regular uh to go for two people for regular seats. Um, oh, it's really? like uh you get a discount if you're going with more than one person. Every other person you get a discount here in my state. Uh, that's just the law. Um, and then, but tickets themselves are about $13, $14 for a regular ticket. And then if you want to see IMAX, it's more like 19 And then, God forbid you see an IMAX 3D movie, because that's going to cost you over 20 bucks a ticket. That's, and it's just sad, because it's not, you don't even get good seats either, you know? It's... Half the time, I'm sitting there, and I got some, and I got some metal pipe sticking into my back or into my legs, and it, it's annoying. Yeah, that sounds terrible. But anyway, I, we got off topic. Um, we we're talking about uh what you what you've watched recently. Um, yeah, the most recent movie I've seen so far is, uh, the John Wick 3. Oh, yeah, that, 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 uh, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. And then, yeah, and then the most recent TV show I've seen is, uh, my friends had me watch that, uh, that Agretsuko show on Netflix. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's like a, it's like one of those animated mo- animated TV shows. Is it anime? It's a, uh, kind of. I don't know. It's made by the dude that made Hello Kitty. That's interesting. So all the, <laughs> so all the characters are like little animal people. Okay. And 
it's uh it's like uh the main character goes works in this accounting office and she hates her job and she just wants to get out of the job because she hates it so much and instead of like losing her shit during her job she finds solace in uh venting her frustrations by singing death metal that's a story that's a story. It, it's 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 pretty entertaining and it, it's it's actually pretty relatable for like 20 somethings i i enjoyed it i That's thought it was story. a fun definitely story it's definitely a story. it's a fun little show though i liked it i uh i actually i most recently saw rocket man the new elton john movie that's the most recent thing i saw in the theaters oh, how was that uh i mean it as a film it was phenomenal but uh i mean elton john's not really my thing i don't like his music um that much i mean i like the rocket man i like his rocket man song i think everyone does um and i like saturday nights all right for fighting but as a whole he's i just i'm not a big fan of his music but the fact that the movie got me into his music you know that's the thing um the movie got me into his music uh and i was kind of enjoying myself uh watching it i think i think it benefited from the fact that it wasn't full it was a full out musical with musical numbers, dance numbers, and all of that, and um, it was definitely, it was, I have to compare it to it, because it came out recently, but it was definitely way better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I heard something was wrong with the editing for Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that editing was awful. There's like, like over 70 cuts in, in like a third, in like a 30, 40 second time frame, it's ridiculous. Um, something like that, I remember watching a breakdown of it. Um, and, it, and then it won film editing at the Oscars. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Uh, that's just sad. So, um, next, I guess we'll, I guess we'll kind of talk about, uh, cake and batter as a whole. Um, I mentioned earlier that, uh, I worked on a couple things for cake and batter. I worked, uh, we cake and batter. We've done a, uh, we've done a music video for a song called city limits, um uh written by uh the guy who usually does the editing for me for most of my films um and uh he wrote the music for that video uh it's the song is also called city limits um the group is called the underground villains if anyone wants to check them out um and then made the sh our short film the forgotten melody about uh about a doubtful jazz singer in the 90s um that that was made by us uh last year and waiting on festivals for that uh it recently got an honorable mention at columbus columbus international that was pretty cool um so we're proud of that um and then the future like we like we said earlier cole and i are working on uh our short film uh, we're gonna shoot that in July, so that should be that should be fun. Uh, that's gonna be a horror dark comedy, so that should be yeah. that should be fun. Um, that's that's gonna be really exciting, because we've been we spent like what almost two months writing that script. Um, overall probably more because we you know it start. So our story actually started out as it was going to be a little, like, 10, 15-minute episode in a little web series we were going to do. But then we decided to elaborate on that. And then we elaborated on it, 
and elaborated on it and elaborated on it. And then our 10, 15 minute short became a 30, 40 minute short. And our script went from like 10, 15 pages to 60. Yeah, that, that, so overall it took, it took, I'd say two months to adapt it from what it was, you know, because we had been working on it uh, since for months before that, just off and on. And then I think we, we I think we started working on it when we decided that we wanted to scrap our feature film for uh, uh, something more realistic. Yeah. So Cole and I were actually we were going to be writing a feature film, and we decided not to because uh, we wanted to make something more realistic. We wanted to put our time towards something more realistic that we could shoot ourselves because we were writing this kind of big budget epic film. And we thought that it would be a smarter decision to make something smaller, a short film like this. And we put all our time and energy into it. And I know I know I worked on it pretty much every day. And Cole was Cole was calling me almost every day to help me write and take care of this story. We did a, we did a lot when we were during the school year because we were we lived in the same dorm. We were able to see each other. But after that, we had to call and figure out times. But it really went so well after adapting it from such a short idea. But now it it's even better than – it's as best as it can be. Yeah. And the it's – I'm not like – I don't know. I'm just excited to shoot it because we've spent – ever since we got out of school, we've spent countless hours not even just finishing the script – but trying to secure locations, find actors, get crew, pick days, you know, clear schedules, make sure we're doing this, 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 and this, and that, that, and this, and that, and this, and that. And we're, like, so close to having everything that we need. We're, like, missing the last two corner pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, un- unfortunately, uh, it's it's not even, like, the corner pieces. We're kind of we're missing, like, that one middle piece. You know, that you can't find in the box. That you always can't find. Um, but we're going to get that done. And we're going to work on that. Cake and Batter is going to release it. And it's going to be... I'm I, I'm not afraid to say this. It'll be a hit. I really think it will be. Well, we got to make sure that we do it correctly. Because if one camera angle is off or if anything looks out of place, the next thing you know, it's going to be... It's going to look like not the way we want it to. Yes, I definitely agree. <laughs> it could really come off as stupid. Um, so that's that's kind of that's kind of the history of Cake and Batter. I know we don't have like a big history, but we're kind of a new company. Um, and kind of kind of a slate going forward. We plan on doing that. We plan on releasing something every year, whether it be a short or a feature or whatever. We also plan on on this podcast being weekly. Hopefully, that will that will take off for people. Um, I mean, it'll give some people something to watch while we're working on our projects. Exactly. Um, for kind of for the slate for our upcoming podcasts, uh, you guys can probably look forward to a bunch of different stuff for us. We we've kind of made a roadmap of what we want to do, and our one of our biggest things that we want to do is what we want to call Cake and Batter Movie Club, and we're gonna we're gonna take a movie, it, whether it be on uh, 
Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, whatever. We're going to make it available to all of you guys so you can watch it. We're going to say the movie we're going to well, watch. How are, wait, how are we going to do that? What? How are we going to make it available for everybody to watch? No, I mean, it's going to be on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. So it's available oh, for mean... them to watch. Keep up, Cole. <laughs> So it's going to be available for you guys to watch. Hopefully, if you have any of those those popular uh, any of those popular streaming services, um, we're going to pick a movie off there, uh, whether it be old or new, whatever. Uh, we'll say what we're going to watch for the next week, and then you guys can watch it, and then you can come back and you can listen to our discussion for it. Um, and like I said, we're going to call that Cake and Batter Movie Club. We're going to be doing that for good movies and bad movies. Which we're gonna we're gonna call dumpster fire episodes. Um, that those those should be fun Mov- movies that uh movies like Gamer with Gerard Butler. That, oh that my was God. a trip. That movie the movie made my head hurt. You no, know, we live in a society. We're living in a society. <laughs> those those episodes should be fun. And then we'll do we'll do some episodes for upcoming work, like. Uh, we'll probably have maybe an episode or two on our work with our short film that's coming up. Uh, we'll also have some episodes on maybe some past work that uh, that Cake and Batter has done. Um, something really exciting that we actually thought of um, before the podcast uh, this episode is talking about stories of you know um, popular media within films and video games maybe what we could what what we think of the film what could they have done better stuff like that cole actually came up with that idea and i I actually loved it um so that should be that should be a fun idea to go over i guess he has nothing to say well i apologize i lost train of thought um what idea were we talking about i was talking about our idea for talking about stories of popular media and films and video oh, games okay. etc yep that yeah yeah so that really just falls under like anything that we deem interesting enough whether or not we like it or not um and jake and i we watch a lot of movies but we also engage in a lot of other media uh, we can we I read a lot of comics. I don't know if Jake does here and there. Yeah, so like it, it can be movies, it could be comics, but I know Jake and I pl- both play a lot of video games. Yes, we do. Wait, way more than so, we should. Yeah, you know we call ourselves filmmakers, but we haven't really watched all that. I mean, he's watched a whole lot of movies, but I I play a lot more games. Yeah, the and the I I mean I I play a lot more than I should, but I play a lot of. I've really been playing a lot of NBA, but we're really into you know really niche stuff. Like we have we have we enjoy our premise characters. For those people out there who do enjoy that one and a half person that will uh, understand our reference there. Mhm. Um, but I play a lot of like I play a lot of cinematic games. Um, a lot of very narrative-driven games, and Jake and I sat down and we played. Uh, we both played Heavy Rain oh God, and Beyond they, oh, Two Souls, man. and that was a trip because that was something. I I, I like I kind of like Heavy Rain. I think it's I think it's got its own kind of charm to it, even though it's terrible. 
very very poorly made it... and beyond two souls just made me wonder when the game was gonna end because i totally thought it was gonna be over and we played it for like four days and i was still we were like staying up until two and three in the morning and i'm like why the hell is this game not over yet this i'm so fucking tired of this game you know that game was so so interesting on how bad it was because it started off so cool the idea was so cool and then we're like this is so much better than heavy rain you know, uh, Quantic Dreams finally did something right. And then we get... And then we got to the one chapter in the middle of the desert. And that was just... I don't even know what that was. It, that was a game that made my head hurt. It made me want to die. That... It was just sad. And then and then it won awards at film festivals. And I'm like, why? But, you know, that's, that's something else. The It's funny because... Cole here is the one who turned me on to Quantic Dreams games with Heavy Rain. And he thought it would be hysterical if I sat down and played Heavy Rain with him. So we sat down, and I f and we finished the game in one day. Oh, yeah, we yeah. did, didn't we? Uh, he had already finished it, but he wanted to see what I, would, what I would do, where I would get, what kind of ending I would get. And we finished it in one day. I think, what, like one five, six-hour day. And... I got, I predicted the ending in like the first five minutes, and then the ending. No, it came. wasn't the. It wasn't the first. It wasn't the first five minutes. Sorry, ten minutes. It was. No, I think it was by the time you played as the antagonist the second time, you were like, "Oh yeah, it's him. yeah." I. And I, was I knew like, very early on that it that the ending to that game that it was going to be the the fat guy, and. I I knew right away, and uh, Cole was trying to tell me, no, it's not him, it's someone else. You you don't know what you're talking about. And then I, sure enough, get to the end of the game, and it's what I predicted at the beginning of the game. I just wanted, I just didn't want you to ruin the surprise. It's not ruining a surprise if I if if I knew it. <laughs> yeah, it made me disappointed. I'm like, what's the point of playing the fucking game if you already know how it ends? Cole thought it was so unpredictable. And I knew, I knew, like, in five seconds. Anyway. I think, uh, I think we've kind of pretty much gone over everything that, uh, that we should for our first podcast. We've let everyone know about our, our entire, uh, our entire list of everything. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think this is, I think this is, a uh, pretty, pretty stellar for a first episode. We had a couple hiccups, but I think we think we're getting the hang of it yeah we know we know it's uh it's kind of shorter but you know it's the first episode we didn't want to we didn't want to start talking about a movie on the first episode because we wanted to give you guys a chance to watch something before all of our one viewers uh to watch a movie so that we can discuss it and they can be up to date with what we're talking about yeah so we actually have a movie that we're going to recommend you watch yes, we do. for the next episode and our next episode is going to it's going to be kind of similar stuff but our main topic is going to actually be discussing the movie I Am Mother, which actually recently just came out on Netflix. It's got a, it seems like it's got a pretty good rating, and I watched the trailer today. I'm going to watch it before the before the episode next week, and uh, I, I've got a feeling that it's it looks pretty damn good. 
and I'm actually kind of excited to uh, check it, it out. It does look interesting. Uh, uh, so as Cole said, it's on Netflix. So um, if you guys have Netflix, go ahead and please watch it so that you can be ready for the next episode. Um, or if you don't, just d- torrent it, but don't tell them that we d- sent you. D- d- Cole, you do whatever you want. I'm not going to torrent anything. Um, <laughs> the it, it stars Hilary Swank. And it's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, if that helps anyone. Um, so definitely uh, definitely watch that if you can, if you guys got Netflix. Uh, hopefully you guys do. I think everyone in the world has Netflix at this point. Or everyone is mooching off someone who does have it. Like me. Um, so for all of you, go ahead and watch I Am Mother on Netflix. We're going to talk about that next week and probably get off topic and talk about some other things. Because me and Cole always do. Um... Thank you guys for tuning in uh, to our first episode of uh, our Cake and Batter podcast, and we'll see you guys next week.